With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts thanks for listening to the doug gottlieb show podcast Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio. So much stuff to get into. The Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. You know, we got a lot to get to. Um, and last night was a good night in sports. Obviously, you had baseball and you had football. You had a bunch of baseball and you had football. We'll get to both today. Why not? We should get to both today, shouldn't we? Yeah. We got my picks, which, how we do last night, Jay Stu? Jay Stu, let me, let me kind of go through the picks in my mind. Um. Did any of us have the Seahawks I was straight the, up to win the game? I was the one that had the Seahawks. Yep, okay. I lost. Okay, you lost. Um, so, Bayer, who is a Seahawks fan, said, look, my heart says Seahawks, my head says Rams. He picked the Rams, and I, but I think he picked the Rams and the over. Yes, that is correct. Okay, and Ramos and I picked the Rams and the under. So I, I think John and I had it had it had it right. Correct? Yeah, I think you know that you and John had it correct. You just want to you know slowly take that knife out of mine and uh, Jay Stu's back of our one and one night. Okay, uh, Monday night, Monday night. Like remind me, it was Chargers, Raiders. <laughs> yes. Uh, who'd you have Monday night? 
I took the uh, I think I took the Chargers in the over. Over, right? Yes. Yeah. Love the you're, over. You're picking the right teams. You're and this is very normal. Like I str- I've struggled with it for years with the over under. And then I just now I start doing the, and then I, I do bad math the next day. The day of or when we're making the picks, my math is really good. I'm like, wow, it's gotta happen. <laughs> but then afterwards I'm like, oh man, I missed on that one. You're like, you text me like, no, actually you hit that one. I did? Oh, my math is off. So you had Chargers in the over, it was Chargers in the under. Uh, Ramos, who did you have? Do you have Raiders or Chargers? Uh, I don't. I don't think I was here Monday, was I? I don't no, remember. That's correct. Yeah, I don't. That's I didn't right. pick that you game. Were, um, yeah. What's your mother-in-law's name? Who was making burgers? <laughs> that wasn't. That wasn't. <laughs> that wasn't Sunday. Yeah, Margie, Margie got away for yeah, the weekend. Margie and, um, Margie and Mr. Um, Arambula. Yeah, Mr. My, Rambula. my wife's maiden name. Yes, yes Mr. Rambula. It's <laughs> not awkward at all. <laughs> and then Jay Stu, how'd you do on Monday? Um, I predicted a 28 to 14 score, and I think yeah, the score was 28 to 10. Chargers. Vice versa. Yes, you no, predicted 28 10. You predicted 28 10, yes, and it was 28 14. That's what I meant. So you nailed it. Nailed it. You nailed it. So do I get, does that count towards yeah. my picks? Towards Ooh. like when you do the, hey, here's Doug's updates, and we do the five for five, like, have you been factoring in? Thursdays and Mondays. I tend to do actually better on Thursdays and Mondays than I do on Saturdays and Sundays. Um, yes, I factor them in. I just sent you a spreadsheet of how you've been doing this year. Where'd you send it? Uh, email. But we email. can have this conversation off the air if you want. No, I, I like having it on it. I think it's a far <laughs> less professional that we do it on, on air. It's the Gottlieb show on. Okay, so here's the question I have for you, Dan. Um, if Russell Wilson's out six to eight weeks, what now? Uh, that is a, a very good question. And I would actually even argue if Russell Wilson is there, what now? But with the, the Russell Wilson injury, uh, worst case scenario for the Seahawks. Absolute worst case scenario. I obviously follow some uh, you know Seahawks sites, n- not message board stuff, but information. And it was a, uh, not that the sky is falling, Doug, but the sky has fallen. Falling. Yes. Uh, this is uh, Quadri Diggs on his defensive unit's performance. We got we need to fix, and everybody knows that. So at the end of the day, you know, you either do your job or you're not ready for this type of atmosphere. That's just plain and simple. I don't know. I need to get fixed. I know that. And I think we had the guys in the room to fix it, and we just got to do what we got to do, and hopefully we make these plays uh, when these opportunities come. Uh, here's Geno Smith, of course, as of now would be their starting quarterback following an exchange with a reporter. You talked about always staying ready. What's that like when you're playing behind one of the most durable quarterbacks in NFL history? I, I would say I played behind three of the most durable quarterbacks in NFL history with Phillip Rivers, Eli Manning, and, and Russell Wilson. So it's been a long time coming, but no way am I satisfied with just going out there and playing. You know, it's about getting wins. It's about leading the team to victories. And, uh, you know, I like to think that I'll be able to do that. Hmm. Um... Look, Gino, when he was behind Phillip Rivers, I can tell you that that it wasn't just that the Chargers liked him. It's that they had reports that the Giants had liked him. That's why he got that shot with, with, uh, with, with the Giants when they sat Eli Manning down for one week. And obviously everybody got fired because of it because they freaked out because Gino wasn't well liked in New York by the fans and the way they went about it or whatever. But it was the right move with anyone's calculation. I, I think... Anybody but Russell Wilson, right? If you're a Seahawks fan, you can lose any player except Russell Wilson. And then to, to, to Dan's point, even with Russell Wilson, it's not a good football team. It's, it's not a terrible football team. It's not a great football team. And it, it might be a, a good or average. Now, remember, they didn't have Chris Carson, who had, I think, again, I, I would bow to Dan, who watches every snap of the Seahawks. He had clearly solidified himself when healthy. It's a big win. When healthy as being their lead running back, he's out. And then, I mean, you want to talk about freak of freakest injuries when you hit on a follow through, you hit Aaron Donald of, of the ways in which you would think Aaron Donald would hurt another human being. That is probably like 25th on the list, but that's what happened. And now he's got a finger on his throwing hand that we don't know if it, will have to be surgically fixed, look like a dislocation. Then you talk to hand people, and they're all like, yeah, it's a lot more than that. I don't know how you grip a football. If you can't grip a football, it's hard to throw a football. It's hard to throw a football. Kind of hard to be Russell Wilson. 
but it it's always interesting on how dynasties die, right? Like that's the crazy part about the Patriots. And, and I, I really feel like last year's Patriots, even if Tom Brady stayed, were more likely to be somewhere in the neighborhood of maybe the Steelers. Remember, they were old. They had cap problems. They had to fix a bunch of things. They had eight opt-outs. I'm willing to believe that if, if uh, Tom Brady came back, eight guys wouldn't have opted out. But we have no idea of knowing that. The point is they were in cap hell and they hadn't drafted anybody of substance on offense outside the numbers. And that's hard to acquire when you have no money. And now we're seeing the Steelers. And if you want to call, I would call it a dynasty, right? You have Tomlin's never had a losing season and they look terrible. The Patriots went through it last year. And now it feels like the Seahawks are going to go through it this year. Some of it is through the normal attrition. Some of it is through guys, uh, guys getting sizable contracts and pricing them, not just pricing themselves out of Seattle, but also pricing other guys out of Seattle. Some of it comes down to bad decisions. The Jamal Adams thing was a Band-Aid. But the two first-round picks were needed to replenish everything that they had. And instead, you not only give up the two first-round picks, you give up a bunch of money on one guy who's a box safety. There's a limit to how, to how and where you can play him. I think all of that culminates in this season, and then you factor in now Russell Wilson's hurt, and you're in, and you're in arguably the most most difficult division in the sport. Feels like you're done. Feels like this is where the dynasty ends, and it has been right. Like they won a Super Bowl, went to another Super Bowl. They've been super competitive, even in down years. Russell has kept them close, and they've they've found ways to acquire guys. You know, the Texans thing blows up, so they go and get, you know, a left tackle. Jamal Adams is drafted by a different regime. They go and get a safety. You know, a a talented wide receiver falls in the draft because people are worried about how stiff he was. They thought he was like another David Boston, and they draft draft an absolute star in the second round of the draft. Like, it's, it's been interesting how they've been able to keep this thing going, keep this thing together. But last night felt like the end of the, the, the Seahawks being not just a dominant team, but they had slipped to being a nuisance team. And now they're just, man, weren't, didn't they used to be awesome? Right? It started with some of the departures, some of the disease of me. It went on with bad contracts and trades in which they made for immediate fixes, not for long-term solutions. And now Ru- Russell Wilson, who kind of is their team more than any other player, and maybe more than any other player has ever been in Seattle history. They've never had, you know, again, I would ask Dan because he's been a lifelong Seahawks fan, back to the Steve Largent, then to Kurt Warner days, I did, with Dave Craig at quarterback. I can't think of a guy who has been uh, not just more recognizable, but more important in every win and every loss than Russell Wilson. Now you don't have him to go along with all the other stuff. That's what last night was. Absolutely agree. I'm sorry to interrupt, but I just absolutely agree. Yeah. I mean, look, you know, I mean, Stafford showed some signs. Deshaun Jackson can still run. I don't know if he meant to underthrow him to that part where Deshaun came back to the football, but it was obvious the Rams were the better team with the better talent. I, I I can't tell you that Stafford is fixed from the flaws of the week before. I think he's really, really good and really talented. I don't think he's great. I, I reserve the right to be wrong. But that wasn't what last night was. Last night was the end of the Seahawks era. And it has been a really, really good run. Really, really good run. But they all go through it. The Niners went through it, right? Um. The, the Broncos have, are in the process of going through it and maybe have fixed themselves, although they, you know, they still, everybody thinks they need a quarterback. You know, the, the ability to keep it going is a really, really hard thing, and eventually it comes to a crashing end, and that's what happened last night. It's Doug Gottlieb's show here on Fox Sports Radio. Check out the latest lines from the world of sports at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is the trusted name in online sports betting. You must be 21. You must be president in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, or Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Um, all right. Major League Baseball's playoffs get back underway here shortly today. We got, what, four games? Four games today? 
So tonight's good TV watching, right? Like Friday night, you want your kids to go to the high school football game. You can just sit there and watch high school, watch baseball. Then tomorrow, college football. Then you got Sunday NFL football plus baseball the whole time. It's awesome. It's awesome. Evan Longoria said what I think a lot of people are thinking, including me. I'll share it with you next, but first. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Juan Gabriel. Juan Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Ex-Tina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royals. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph! Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cotto Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast. To start listening. What up, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Um, I got a lot to get to here, kids. Ooh, John Middlecoff's going to join us here in like five minutes. This is Evan Longoria on the uh, playoff structure in Major League Baseball. 
all may have to think about restructuring the way that the playoffs happen. 106 and 107 wins doesn't feel like a DS matchup. I mean, I don't even really know. I just feel like there's two teams that, you know, win this many games. It, it seems early to match up. I'm always for, you know, having more teams in the playoffs. I think it engages more fan bases. I mean, obviously, we had those discussions with, with the league before, um, and that's, you know, something that I think is, you know, potentially always on the table. You know, it seems like some sort of ranking system based on wins, and I know all that's going to take realigning the divisions and, and changing all of that, but, you know, that was, I guess, my way to stir the pot in terms of, you know, trying to figure out some other way to match up teams that have, you know, had this much success in the regular season. Like I said, it just seems early for one of us to have to go home. I, I agree. I mean, I just think it's really interesting, you know? Like, we could have seen this coming, and we did nothing about it. And keep in mind... Like for Major League Baseball, it's not like the NFL, where the NFL has always rewarded division winners with the home field in the first round. Yeah, that, that's happened. It, this is not new. For baseball, all this structure is new, and they changed it and tried something different last year, and granted, there were fewer games, it was in a neutral site. I get all that. But Evan's point is a smart one. Like, can we? this really what we want? You know? If you're going to make a 106-win team go through a play-in game to get to the playoffs, fine. Do we want to match them up with a 107-win team? Even if you wanted to give the division winners home field advantage, that would have been better than what they're currently doing. Uh, By the way, I found this to be outstanding. Have you guys ever tried... Any of you guys... John, do you speak Spanish? I do not. Okay. Um... Jay Stu, do you speak any foreign language? I do not, but I took four years of high school, so it did me a lot of good. Four years of high school? Everybody took four years of high school. Did not? <laughs> four years of Spanish in high school. Okay. I've done well, you, no you did omit that very important thing. That was I'm the one key of these word, guys yeah. that my Spanish, I grew up in a, in a, I went to a bilingual, at a bilingual third grade. Uh, my Spanish is pretty good. When I get to Mexico, my Spanish is outstanding. I don't know what it is. Right? Tequila goes down easier. And my Spanish is really good when I get um, south of our border, but I'm not bilingual. I can speak some Russian. I can understand a good amount of Russian. And I, I know phrases more in, in Hebrew, but I'm not bilingual. Bayer, are you bilingual in any way? Um, well, I took German in high school and in college, but it's very rusty. You took college German? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that had to be hard. I actually was all right in it. It's you know, it's it's. I will also say this that that doing coursework as opposed to just speaking it, and I've never been to Germany or yeah. or a country where they, they've spoken German. I do think it's a little different. Like to your point, I'd I'd much rather be in your shoes to be able to just go somewhere and be able to pick it up. I think it would be difficult uh, for me to do that. Yeah. Well, let's take a listen. I thought found this to be outstanding. Um. Uh, Randy. Um. Uh, Rosane. Uh, Ra- a Rosarena? Yes. I, I, I always screwed up. But for going back to last year, he was awesome. He had a home run, then he stole home last night. Incredible. Right? I mean, you want to talk about like doing it all. Dude did it all. And remember last year in the playoffs, he was just in a monster. So take a listen to John Paul Morosi. Who needs an interpreter? He interviews in English and in Spanish. Then he translates. This is just listen. What did it mean to you tonight to hear the crowd, especially in left field, chanting your name? ¿Qué significa eso? La reacción del público aquí en Tropicana Field esta noche. No, me siento muy contento por el apoyo que me da el público. Eh, ellos se sienten muy contentos por el trabajo que estoy haciendo. Yo también me siento muy contento por ese apoyo, ese cariño que me tienen. Nada, eh, que la afición te ame y te, y te apoye en los momentos difíciles, en los momentos buenos, es, se siente muy bonito. Entonces, me siento muy agradecido por la afición y espero que sigan apoyando el equipo. I'm so grateful that the fans are here with me in the good moments, in the tough moments, and I can feel their support today. The support means the most. I mean, that's awesome, right? <laughs> like JP just flipped English, Spanish, translate back oh, to asking questions, dealing with studio. He's got a producer in his ear. That is a stud. Yes, John. I think what JP did, which was wonderful, I think he, he concised what the gen- general thought had because he sw- spoke way more than just that. I, I think. I think he said a Do lot. Do you speak more. Spanish? Well, I just think like I mean I don't speak it, but I can. I understand kind of understood what he was saying, 
And I think he said a lot more than that. But that doesn't diminish what JP did. He just kind of took the overall thought pattern and right. concise it into something. Yes. Because he spoke for quite a <laughs> He spoke I, for like 30, I understand, 25 but Spanish, seconds. Spanish is such a different language. Okay. Yeah. Maybe, I'm, maybe I'm not, you need somebody. Again, I love John Palmer. He is, I got what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. You're like, I, like, I just, he gave you the gist of it. That's right? correct. Yes. Uh, he gave you the gist of it, and he took out probably any of the. Yes. Um, the, the right. extra stuff that well, that all kind of means the same thing. You know, and sometimes when you have an interpreter, the the athlete would speak, and then the interpreter goes. So it's like a you know a three part thing, and I think without that, like he wasn't able to um, speak while the like the interpreter would speak over while the guy was talking. Sometimes, you know, sometimes that happens as well, and you can't necessarily do that. It's Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. John Middlecoff is our guest. And, of course, Three and Out is his podcast. He's a former NFL scout, and he joins us here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, I felt like last night was the official end of the Seahawks era, right? Like, and, and stick with me for one second. Right? Obviously, Legion of Boom has been, has either aged out or priced out or gotten out with Bobby Wagner and a couple others as the exception. Um, they've tried to patch the line you know, you get a left tackle from Houston because he wanted out. You get Jamal Adams and you overpay both, you know, not just financially in terms of draft picks as well. That depletes your ability to replenish your roster. Chris Carson's out. He's oft injured no matter how talented he is. Now you lose Russell Wilson. We already saw the defense isn't very good. You don't have Russell Wilson. You're dead in the water. That was kind of my takeaway. What was yours? Yeah, I think Pete has kind of been uh... – I wouldn't say running on fumes the last couple of years, but, you know, really, like you said, Pat's working it together. Though, they did go 12-4 and four and win the division and host a playoff game last year, but I think we all agree that in large part it was due to Russell's incredible play, not because they're a well-rounded team. And two years ago, like they have – it's weird. We're talking about a team like, you know, they're just some fringe playoff team. Two years ago, remember, against the 49ers, they were a millimeter away from winning the division. So they could have been back-to-back division champs in a really good division. But I, I think everyone gives the credit, almost like he's a Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant, to Russell Wilson. Though, I do think he's helped the two wide receivers this week. The, the issue is, when they were a good, really good team, not a one-sided you know, offensive squad, their defense was unreal. Their defense was awesome. I, I, I went to see LLB play live several times against the 49ers in like 13 and 14, and they were they – were, Awesome at every level. And now they're pretty mediocre at every level. They can't cover. They don't get much of a pass rush. And I know they, the Rams only scored 26 points, but it felt like, you know, they were moving the ball at will. If Stafford wouldn't have thrown that pick early in the game, that could have been 35. Like it shouldn't even have been as close as it was. Uh, I, I still do think they have a competitive culture there. You know, I, I wouldn't totally count them out. We'll see how long he's out. I just think that Pete Carroll at 70 years old you know, it, it happened to Coach Reed in Philadelphia. Like, is it just time? You know, I saw Jay Glazer mention that don't expect that this trade rumor, you know, after this season will just go away again with Russell Wilson. Wouldn't the time to be make a power play and get your own coach? I also think that the coach they hired from the Rams, Shane Waldron, the offensive coordinator, might just not be that good. I mean, you know, you, you're not going to nail all your hires – and I know social media hated every offensive coordinator Pete ever had, but they were pretty good consistently on offense once LLB died the last four or five years. I know everyone's like, let him cook. Like, he cooked a lot, and they won a lot of games. Now I'm watching their offense trying to mix and, me- and mesh like the Rams and the Shanahan concepts and what Russell does, and it just doesn't work. And I, I think that's as big of a – obviously their defense is terrible, but their offense to me is just, even before Russell got hurt, something looks off. Completely agree with you. Something is very, very <laughs> off. Um, what about Stafford? Where are we now that we've seen the bad Stafford last week? And I thought the average Stafford last night. My takeaway on any Thursday night, Doug, especially past like week two, I give you a pass for how you look if you win, especially on the road. You know, I, I'm not going to make a judgment on that game. Now, against the Cardinals, he wasn't very good, which was a little concerning, but coming off a huge win against Tampa. If you win on the road, short week, that's all you have to do. Now, they're going to need him to be better if they want to do what they want to do, right? And that's win the NFC. One, win the NFC West, and two, win the NFC. 
I do think we see, like, he's immensely talented. And they're wide receivers. Cooper Cup has to be the best. Uh, maybe Jerry Rice is zero-star player out of high school to become, like, a star NFL player. And Robert Woods, like, their passing game is going to be fine. They're going to be able to run the ball. The thing that would make me nervous, you know, big games in December or obviously a playoff game, can you trust him not to turn the ball over? Because his talent, his character, like, everyone loves the guy. I, I've never heard a story from a player or a coach that was with him in Detroit that doesn't swear by the dude. But, like, you also, like, part of what made Manning and Brady or Rodgers is, like, you do trust them in big games. And even when they lose, you're like, hey, do you trust Stafford right now in the second round against the Packers or Tampa or Dallas? You know, like, I'd be a little nervous. You know, and that's something that I still think they need to work through. And if you remember, most people that have played in this offense, you know, Matt Ryan said this, I remember after his first year with Kyle, like, you know, it was, I wasn't that comfortable. Aaron Rodgers, obviously, his second year with LaFleur, he won the MVP. You know, we'll see as Trey Lance starts playing, how he develops over a couple of years. I do think guys become more comfortable. It, I, you know, it's crazy to think, but the Rams could be better in 2022 in terms of their quarterback and his comfort in this offense. But, like, they're not looking at it like that. They're going to try to win this year. And you just – you got to kind of cut down on the hero ball, which is which I think sometimes is hard, Doug, when you have his level of arm talent. It's Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, Baker Mayfield's got a torn <clears throat> left labrum. I got a torn left labrum as well. I don't see it as a big deal. Is it? Well, I actually watched the uh, that Minnesota – uh, Browns game at the gym this morning, and I was just shocked at how bad he looked. I mean, the ball's flying all over the place. I, I've never torn my labrum. I, I can't speak to that, but he does not look like he's playing good football. And they've won the last couple weeks. Remember the Bears game a couple weeks ago because Miles Garrett had 17 sacks. That Minnesota game, again, their defense, they won 14 to 7. You know, so are they going to be able to just make the playoffs plan like this? I do think it's going to get more difficult, and they're going to need him to be better. I saw. He, he had an Instagram story. You know, he's already kind of on the defensive again, and people are writing articles how he needs to play better. It'll be interesting to see if, like, you know, his quote-unquote maturity, which we saw last year, if he can handle they're winning, but he's not playing well. What happens when they don't win a game? And he has one of those, you know, doesn't throw any touchdowns, throws a couple picks. Can he handle that? Because with him and Stefanski, it went pretty smooth last year, and this is – even though they've won these last couple of weeks, I think it's the first time Baker's kind of got criticized. Plus, I know you make a lot of money when you're the number one overall pick. You know, you sign a $35 million guaranteed contract or whatever. But, like, the elephant in the room is, does he get the $140 million contract? Uh, is, is, he, is he pressing a little bit on that one? Uh, they're, you know, their front office is pretty analytical driven. I can't imagine they're doing cartwheels to get ready to sign this contract if he keeps playing like this. So that could – that could add some, you know, tension in the room for sure. Uh, what do you make of the Urban Meyer story and situation? You know, um, I, I, I do find it hard, honestly hard to believe that players really care about what their coach is doing in a bar. I, I think, you know, the people I've talked to said the bigger issue was that he didn't fly back on the team plane You've been a part of NFL organizations. You know players and coaches and front office people. What's your take on Urban Meyer? Yeah, I guess I, I defended him when, when I saw the original videos going out and thought everyone overreacting to, like, if you don't think coaches are having cocktails or flirt at a bar, you'd be naive. Then the more and more information comes out. He did not fly home. I've talked to a couple people in the NFL that have been on – you know, 100 flights. They've never heard of a coach not flying home. Plus, it looks way worse when you're losing. So that, to me, is definitely a red flag. I also, like you said, I don't think players give a crap about what you drink or who you sleep with. Or I think we're also assuming that he's in some happy marriage. I mean, we cannot assume that. But I think where he loses credibility is none of those players in that locker room give a crap that he won a national championship at Ohio State or Florida. It means nothing to them. Like, Trevor Lawrence like, yeah, I won a national championship too. You know, it's like they're trying to win in the NFL. This is – you know, some of these guys are 31 years old with a couple kids. And Mike Silver's Twitter thread the other day, I, like these – you lose credibility with your players and your team's already not good. You know, I, that to me is his issue. And I'd argue when you look at his coaching staff, 
it's terrible. He does not have a good coaching staff. And it's not like he's Sean McVay or Kyle Shanahan or, you know, Brandon Staley. He's not calling one side of the ball. So he doesn't dictate the game, really. He's really just a Harbaugh. Well, look at John Harbaugh. He has Wink Martindale as his defensive coordinator and Greg Roman as his offensive coordinator. So he, he can kind of lead and motivate while those guys scheme. You know, Urban's – his defensive coordinator – I looked this up last week during the Thursday game – was the dude that uh, got a DUI going naked through the Taco Bell or McDonald's? No, from Detroit? Detroit yeah, that's his defensive coordinator. His offensive coordinator is like a mesh of two guys, I think Schottenheiner and Bevel, and he's just like they don't really have an identity. I can see Trevor Lawrence, who is you know, coming from one of the more stable programs in, in all of sports, coming to this like, this is nuts. This is crazy. And uh, you see the thing that went viral the other day that where they did like one, two, three grind. Now that might mean nothing, but they also could be making fun of him. I, I just think he, he didn't have that much credibility to start with because if you've never coached in the NFL, what you've done in college is not going to resonate with most of these guys. Plus a lot of the guys on the team have come from successful places in college. So it's not like they're looking at you like some grand poobah. I, I think his, his issues came well before that video ever came out. No question. And, and my thought on the silver thing was you're going to find probably half of that room are not urban guys and they were going to be out anyway. And exactly. that's why, right. So, so of course they're gonna be like, yeah, he's got no credit, but we laughed at him. Right. Because the guys know when they're the, the, that the coach doesn't like him, doesn't want him. So I, I, uh, I agree with you, but I, I don't take those comments to silver as anything more than the potential for one guy being that guy. All right, a uh, bunch of stuff to get to here. Um, what do you make of the Nagy 180? Uh, I mean, it could be ownership. It could be people coming from, like, nobody wants to see Andy Dalton at this point in time. I peaked at that game this week. He did play pretty well. He made some big plays. You know, he only, I think, threw the ball 17 times. But one thing he brings to the table that Andy Dalton does not bring to the table for an offense that's pretty questionable to begin with is big play potential. He can hit the ball down the field. He has a big arm. So maybe they just came to the conclusion over these couple days that this guy gives us a chance to get some big chunk plays. And I think Montgomery got banged up in that game that that's an element that Andy does not. And then obviously with his legs. And just you don't get better unless you play. So he made a dramatic step from the week one to week two. And if he keeps improving, you did draft him, what, number 11 overall, you know, you might as well just keep rolling with it. I, I do allow people the opportunity in sports, in life, to change their opinion as more information comes in. And I, I wonder if you, once you watch the tape, once you sit down with Justin, you just start feeling more and more comfortable with just we can keep building on what we've just done the last two weeks. Uh, okay. Uh, Trey Lance, ready to go, but they're trying to see if Jimmy Garoppolo can play. Um, how far away is Jim, Trey Lance from really being ready? Well, I just saw that Trey Lance is going to be a starter because Jimmy Garoppolo didn't didn't start didn't practice today, so he hasn't practiced in the last three days. Let me preface it by saying this: it's a tough spot coming in at halftime when you have played basically a couple preseason games in you know 600 days. He was pretty terrible against Seattle on on, on Sunday in his half. His his release looked really loopy. He didn't see anything. Now again, he was told at halftime, "You're going in tough spot." So the game plan wasn't built around him, but it was not good. And I think some of his yards toward the end of the game were basically garbage time. And his touchdown throw came on a totally blown coverage where Debo Samuel walked into the game. Now, I've seen him enough in practice. Like, his physical attributes are there. Like, he has the talent. But playing quarterback is about understanding your reads, understanding where to throw. And it looked like a lot was going on. Now, the best part about starting – and which he has been all week because he's been the number one quarterback. So they have got to build the game plan around him. And as you saw, like, with a week, once Matt Nagy pivoted after that disaster against Cleveland, feels like a lot better. Hopefully Kyle, you know, comes in with an open-minded game plan. He's done that before, you know, years ago with RG3, and just has some, you know, layup throws for him. You know, some plays where you can get easy first downs. That's something Kyle has kind of hung his hat on with good quarterbacks let alone a young 21-year-old that, again, one start, you know, in, in two years at a lower level. But it's going to be tough. I, for him to have success, as crazy as it sounds, 
I think they're going to need the Cardinals to like overlook the Niners a little bit, right? Just get a huge win in Arizona. They're 4-0, kind of feeling themselves, home game. Maybe they just lay an egg. Because if they play well, which they have been, they look pretty unreal right now. I mean, their defense is crushing people. Their offense can score. I think Kyle's going to just try to run the ball, you know, control the clock and make things easy on Trey. But that can get tough because if, if you fall down, the hard part is for a young quarterback is when you – when you're down 10 nothing or 17 to three and all of a sudden the second half it's like, you don't have a choice. Like you got to throw the ball. And that's when those guys, things can snowball. So you, you got to avoid that at all costs. How big was the, how big was the Chargers win over the Raiders? Yeah, it was huge. I mean, they, they kicked their ass. Let's face it. I know the Raiders got a couple of good drives in the, in the third quarter, but the Chargers are the real deal, man. I mean, Brandon Staley's a star head coach. Justin Herbert's a star young quarterback. Joey Bosa is one of the best players in the league. I mean, part of the reason Anthony Lynn got fired last year, right, was like we were watching their team. We're like, God, they got a lot of good players. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Eckler's a stud. This team, I mean, if, if they've nailed this coach, which it kind of feels like you'd know better than me, kind of defensive version of like a little Kyle McVay, right? I mean, if he was an offensive guy, we would we would talk about him like that. But defensive guys get talked about a little different. But he's he's got a lot of positive energy, but he's clearly a schematic genius, right? I've been really impressed, but their team is really talented. Like, he, he inherited a team that was pretty locked and loaded. The only question was, like, could Herbert, you know, was it going to be as easy now that fans are back? And the answer is, yeah. I mean, the guy's a star. I mean, the guy's the, guy's the real deal. And they got a chance to uh, – it's crazy as it sounds. I mean, why couldn't they compete to win the AFC? I don't, I don't know why they couldn't. Uh, and, I mean, Kansas City's clearly – their defense isn't very good, and they don't appear to be sharp on a weekly basis on, on offense at times, you know. Uh, the Ravens are fine, but flawed and very injured. You know, I'm, I, I, I'm just, I'm yeah, trying the Char- to find. The Chargers have beat them before, right? I mean, in a playoff right. game with right. the Rivers. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to find. You know, there, there just isn't. I mean, the, the Bills are good, but not a perfect team. You tell, tell I me who the they can't the Chargers, beat. I, I don't, I don't worry about the Chargers' offense. It'll just be can ninety nine or ninety seven and thirty three stay on the field. Right. Yeah. If those they guys are healthy, healthy. Down the I mean, look, they're they're yeah. doing without their without, you know, their their best linebacker as well. You know, he's on the he IR. Got hurt so, is that, is that what happened? Yeah, Kenneth Murray. Yeah, yeah, not ideal. Middlecoff, great stuff, man. Three now is the podcast. Download it. I do. You'll listen. You'll love it. Thanks, John. Go Giants. Later. All right, uh, it's Doug Gottlieb show. I look at Ramos. He's trying to start a fight with you. He's to go Giants. Who drops that on our show? Who does that? Got you. Got to clip that earlier. Did you dump that, Ramos? Uh, was he talking about the New York Giants or the San Francisco? No, San Francisco. He's a NorCal guy. Oh, geez. I would have dumped it if I, I didn't know that. Sorry. Pay attention. To these <laughs> I knew it was coming. Do you I know heard, why? I'm, I heard Giants. I'm like, hmm. I, I, you know why I knew that was coming? I'm psychic. I'll prove it to you next. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. 
I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Juan Gabriel. Juan Gis. Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Ex-Tina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph! Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer Podcast to start listening. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Let's get to a game. This is game time. It's game time. On the Doug Gottlieb Show. Dan Byer wants to get to Psychic. I know that because I'm Psychic. Yeah, the game today is. All right, Psychic. Will Russell Wilson be at a Seahawks uniform next season? Yes. Ooh, yes is the answer. I'm not too sure, but I'm going to go with the Psychic on that one. Hey, Psychic, what ends up being the better game between AFC teams on, on Sunday? Browns at Chargers or Bills at Chiefs? Uh, Bills at Chiefs. Uh, Bills at Chiefs becomes the better game. Oh, interesting. Um, you know, two MVP candidates. Um, I, I don't know where they are in your MVP pyramid. but Yeah, Mahomes is seventh. Josh Allen has yet to crack the top ten. But uh, he was not good the first two weeks of the season. He's played a lot better, but also last week was against the Texans. All right, Psychic. Will an SEC chant Break out at the Cotton Bowl in Dallas as Oklahoma takes on Texas on Saturday. Most definitely. They're absolutely will. <laughs> oh, man. Is it the only time that those fan bases will uh, actually Get like along. each other? Yeah, in the Cotton Bowl. I think uh, I think that's the that's the case. All right, Psychic. Will Ben Simmons be a 76er at the start of the NBA regular season, which, by the way, is in less than two weeks? Uh, no, I think he'll be traded before then. All right. Psychic powers tell me no. Athletic reported that the Trailblazers turned down an offer from the Sixers that included three first, three pick swaps, and C.J. McCollum. Blazers said thanks, but no thanks. Finally, Doug, in Major League Baseball, will we see a... What's that? They didn't want Ben Simmons with Damian Lillard? Yeah. That was... uh, Three, uh, yeah, it was three first, three pick swaps, and and CJ McCollum. All right, psychic. Will we see a sweep in the divisional series round of the Major League Baseball playoffs? Yes. 
Mm, any yeah. idea? Would it be in I Houston? I think it's the Astros, yeah, yes. Okay. All right. And uh, that's game time. That's game, huh? Game time. This is game time on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Uh, all right. We still got picks to get to. We got uh, Bobby Taylor, former cornerback. Remember, he was a star with Notre Dame. Oh, Notre Dame with the Eagles. Played, did plays last year with the Seahawks as well. He's going to join us top of next hour. Christian McCaffrey, the latest uh, star NFL player to say we shouldn't do Thursday night football. We'll discuss that. Uh, we got a lot of stuff to get to. Ben Verlander is going to join us uh, in the third hour of the show. Wait to hear what Lamar Jackson said about quarterback protection. And Tim Tebow has finally given some advice to Urban Meyer. <laughs> That's... That's after Bobby Taylor, who joins us with the Seahawks washed. Find out next on the Doug Gottlieb Show. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first Listen. Listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.